This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, March 30th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Biden plans infrastructure pay for us. Brazil soy harvest picks up and new environmental justice advisors have ag ties. Biden infrastructure will be paid for. President Joe Biden is set to announce his infrastructure plan for tomorrow. Looks like he will also propose the tax increases he wants to use to pay for it. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki confirmed yesterday the cost of the infrastructure package would be offset with dollar for dollar. I can assure you that when the president lays out his infrastructure plan, he will also lay out a plan to pay for it, she said. But she stressed that Biden is, quote, open to ideas and proposals from members of Congress if they have a different view. The plan is expected to include funding for climate initiatives as well as transportation infrastructure and broadband. Now, keep in mind the tax proposals Biden has made during the campaign would raise $3.3 trillion over 10 years. That according to an analysis by the Tax Foundation. But the plan included several ideas that could give some Democrats as well as Republicans heartburn including eliminating the basis stepped up on inherited assets. Also, congressional Republicans could be faced with a dilemma. Do they help negotiate the infrastructure package knowing it's paid for with tax increases? Or do they stay on the sidelines giving up their leverage over the infrastructure provisions? Saki said the president's proposals for so-called social infrastructure, such as expanded funding for child care, education, and health care, will be announced later in April. Moderate Democrat, focus on long-term infrastructure needs. A leading moderate House Democrat, Representative Tom O'Halloran, a Democrat of Arizona, suggests Congress should focus on long-term priorities when it comes to infrastructure, not necessarily shovel-ready projects. O'Halloran, a member of the Energy and Commerce as well as Agriculture Committees and co-chair of the Blue Dog Coalition, said it's going to take some time, a year or so, to develop new programs and identify existing programs to improve roads, bridges, broadband, and other areas. He said a vision to improve the nation's infrastructure must look beyond the first five years. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Dairy Management Incorporated serves America's 34,000-plus dairy farmers and dairy importers by managing research and marketing programs aimed at promoting dairy consumption and protecting the good image of dairy farmers, dairy products, and the dairy industry. Funded entirely by dairy farmers, DMI has distinguished itself as a strategic consultant and valuable resource to businesses and organizations in the food and beverage sector that seek to increase sales and raise their image through the innovative use of dairy and dairy ingredients. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. USDA extends housing eviction relief. U.S. Department of Agriculture is continuing a ban on evictions in the multifamily housing units it has funded while it implements $100 million in rental assistance provided by the recently enacted $1.9 trillion economic stimulus package. 
More than 40,000 tenants in USDA-supported housing pay more than 30% of their income on rent. USDA finances rural housing for low-income, elderly, and disabled individuals and families, as well as farm workers. The USDA action is the result of a decision by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention yesterday to extend a nationwide moratorium on evictions. Good weather lets Brazil speed up soy harvest. Drier weather in Brazil has allowed the soybean harvest to speed up, and farmers are now almost on par with the last year. That according to a new analysis by the Brazilian consulting firm Agral. Brazilian farmers had harvested 71% of the country's planted area by Thursday last week, down from 76% at the same time last year. The harvest is virtually complete in Mato Grosso, the largest soybean state in the country, and yields better than generally expected, and the firm based in the southern state of Paraná. Agral decided uh, this month not to lower its earlier soybean production forecast of 133 million metric tons, saying that earlier damages to crops in Mato Grosso and Paraná were offset by higher-than-expected yields in other states like Rio Grande do Sul. South Africa weighs duties on Brazilian and some European poultry. South Africa's International Trade Administration Commission has agreed that there is enough evidence to start an official investigation into charges that Brazil, Poland, Ireland, Denmark, and Spain have been exporting bone-in poultry products at below market prices. The investigation could lead to anti-dumping duties on those imports. That could be good news for the U.S., which competes with those countries to export chicken leg quarters, wings, breasts, and drumsticks to South Africa, that according to a new analysis from the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. U.S. exported about $68 million worth of poultry to South Africa in 2020, down from $92 million in 2019, according to FAS data. Environmental Justice Advisory Council named... At least two members of the newly appointed White House Environmental Justice Advisory Council have current ties to agriculture. Yesterday, the White House named the members of the council, which said it would provide, quote, advice and recommendations to the chair of the Council on Environmental Quality and the White House Environmental Justice Interagency Council on how to address current and historic environmental injustices. Andrea Delegato is a government affairs director for the UFW Foundation, an arm of the United Farm Workers, and is co-founder of Green Latinos. At the foundation, she fights to secure policies that will deliver immigration reform for farm worker families, establish and defend occupational and environmental health standards, and eliminate historical and racist exclusions of our 2.4 million farm workers from our laws and safeguards, according to the Green Latinos website. Another member is Lee Jung. Director of Program Strategy at the Hmong American Partnership in St. Paul, Minnesota. From 2010 to 2016, Zung was a senior staff attorney at Farmers Legal Action Group of St. Paul, where she provided technical and legal services to family farmers and community-based organizations in agricultural, contract, debt, collector, and administrative law. 
Zung said she comes from a farm family. Here's today's They Said It. Actions not only to end discrimination, but also to assist minority communities currently in agriculture or those seeking to enter the field are important for sustaining our food system. Such efforts help restore the belief in the American dream for all, something the Grange believes imperative to our collective future as a nation. That's a statement from the National Grange. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, March 30th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nelly.